Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Oh, hey there, Solar Warrior. And this is your Tactical Tuesday, a short form conversation with subject matter experts that give us practical tools, tips, and advice to build your solar business or career. And hey, if you are a fan, as I am, of today's guest, Hannah Green from Pies, then you'll recognize that this topic doesn't have any regard for the specific track of career that you've taken, whether you are just getting into clean and economy or in multiple jobs forward, moving your career, uh, whether you are getting a job or hiring onto your team, today's tactical, practical advice is going to help move you forward. If you caught Hannah's previous episode back in September, episode 296, then you'll recall we talked all about a tool that she and I both recommend, and that is the book by Michael Watkins called The First 90 Days. It's a book that both of us learned a lot from and apply as a team leader and hiring manager We today are going to break down that book into a 30, 60, and 90-day plan and tell you exactly how Hannah not only wrote the last three job descriptions for herself, but also manages the transition into new roles for all of her direct reports using this same template. And stick around all the way to the end because we've, as usual, got a goodie for you so that you can apply this template to your own life. You'll find, of course, lots of resources and many more practical, tactical Tuesdays like this one over at mysuncast.com. I'm super happy that you get to dig into this information with me today. So let's get ready to tune up your skills, Solar Warrior, and tune in to another powerful conversation here on Suncast. Okay, today we are back with Hannah Green of Pice. And as promised in our interview with Hannah, we are going to dig into a framework that she and I both have used in our career. That's a 30, 60, 90 plan. As we discussed before, Michael Watkins famously framed this out for both of us and for millions of others in a book called The First 90 Days, which we highly recommend that you check out. Today, we're going to dig into this framework, but I want to ask Hannah to first give a high-level understanding of what the framework is, why to use it, who it's useful for uh, both transitioning, starting a new job, hiring managers, etc. Sure. I think of it more as a career transitions framework. So you could use it certainly as a manager who's onboarding people. I think especially with so many of us working remote, having a more structured approach to onboarding and goal setting and expectation sharing, the, you know, those these frameworks just help us be better communicators and, and help feel connected with the team, even when we're all behind screens. Um, so I, I found it really helpful as, 
as somebody hiring and onboarding people to, to use these frameworks and to lean on them. And I've received feedback from folks who are coming on board that it, it, you know, it just helps everybody get on, on the same page and provides a lot of just security to, to know what expectations are and to work towards those. It's also a framework that I've used in my own career transitions, either a new role within a company, um, because even if you're in the same company, if you switch teams or you take on new responsibilities, you're going through a career transition. It is really helpful to not just carry forward everything you'd been doing before, but to actually pause and make a plan for yourself and think about how you're going to tackle your new role or your new team, your new responsibilities differently and, and to make a plan for that. You know, obviously it can also be used and maybe is most commonly thought of as being used when you switch companies. I think, you know, there there are certainly companies out there who have a really strong onboarding process and training program, but there are a lot that don't. And so coming in, if you are new to a company and owning some of that responsibility for thinking through your learning styles and your goals and how you're going to tackle those first 90 days... I mean, truly, if you're a senior leader or a team leader, that's your responsibility. It's essential. But even if you're new to the industry or new to a role and working your way up, coming in and having these frameworks for yourself, it's going to change the conversation you have with your manager and set you up for success. Hannah, in our previous discussions, you've explained to me how in your career, you've often had to essentially create your own role, self-manage, and move into positions of leadership with relatively little guidance. I presume that has caused for you an opportunity to begin to create these kinds of tools that both you use to manage your own productivity and expectations, as well as those that eventually report to you and work on your team. Can you give me a bit of background about how and why you chose the the first 90 days and Michael Watkins' work as a framework and the way that you've begun to implement it into your work style and how you use that as a tool for your team and others that you coach? I think that's a challenge that every manager faces, right? Nobody hands you a playbook, right? It says, here's how to do your job, right? So much of being a manager is coming into a role with a strong skill set and your capabilities and then being creative, right? And, and making things happen in the moment. Part of that, though, especially in a startup environment or a high growth environment, is you, you know you need to move faster, right? And so you need tools that help you make decisions, stay in touch with colleagues, set goals and expectations at a really quick cycle time. So I, I've developed some frameworks and templates for different parts of how I run or manage teams um, to help us communicate better, faster, stay on the same page. And again, you know, how are we constantly improving and, and keeping up that cycle time? I was introduced to, to Watkins as part of my MBA program and uh, found a lot to love in his books and his templates. There are also you know, many, many other uh, business writers and contributors who have talked career transitions and coming up to speed. I think one of the challenges that I observed is you know, not everybody is going to want to put in the time to reading a whole book. And I've certainly given this book away and, and others away to people are jobs. But when you're starting a job, is that really also the right time to learn about new theory? Right, and and it's um, it's really hard to tell someone you need to learn your job, come up to speed on the subject matter material, and here, by the way, is a new of managing your transition. Right, that's a lot to take on at one time. Um, so I developed this this framework, not just to facilitate 30, 60, 90 day goals for myself and for others, but actually to get on a path for yourself and for your team for staying in touch around goals all year round. 
So this is actually a, a check-in template that I use and that most of my team has adapted to fit their needs, what they need from their manager in a check-in to provide some of that structure. When you're first getting to know your role or your managers as a manager, you're first getting to know a new teammate and onboarding them. Structure helps with communication, right? It just gives everybody the framework to be a little more relaxed, more comfortable and, and get on the same page. So I think it's a really powerful tool for those first 30, 60, 90 days, but I don't believe in single use items. Like my kitchen has no single use items in it, right? You got (laughs) to make, make things that serve you in the long run. And so the idea of this tool is after you get through the first 30, 60, 90 days as manager or a member of a team, you can take what you like and leave what you don't and make it a check-in for, for make it a check-in tool for your ongoing communications uh, with you and your manager, you and your colleagues over time. So the framework that you use and you've shared with us, and we're going to share a version of this out to our, our tribe, does a great job of not only setting expectations, but giving specific pointers for the employee versus the manager on how to use the tool. I love that you said transitions are difficult and exciting. I'm just going to read from some of the text here. A framework alone can't make a transition easy, but it can speed up the learning process so that you gain clarity on your new role and goals sooner and deliver value to the team faster. Transitions are magic. There's a tremendous power in being new to a team or a role. Use the magic. And this is something that I think a lot of people miss. This one little nugget right here. Ask tons of questions and don't be afraid to ask for clarification whenever you don't understand something. What I feel like some people miss in the opportunity to move into a new role is they have the egoic position of, I feel like I should probably know this, or I don't want to appear like I'm not smart enough to get this. And that is such a dangerous place to be. How do you leverage then this 30, 60, 90 planning tool to set appropriate expectations, to let someone's guard down about that that fear of need to impress, and to give them the tools to actually impress by accomplishing the small goals and getting that sense of momentum. To your point about asking questions, people are excited generally, I think, you know, to, to welcome new people to a team. And, you know, if you can create as a manager that culture in those first 30 days, if that's your time to ask questions, to be in training, to get to know people. That's part of an organization's responsibility is to create that culture that we welcome new people. We invite their questions. We want to make them feel comfortable. And so I think from just the the organizational perspective, make sure that that's your culture. Embody that, create that, you know, be a continuous learning growth mindset kind of place to work, right? That's where we all want to work, where we can learn new things every day. So I think that's for the managers or leaders in the group, create a growth mindset culture that extends on somebody's 30 days, but that really comes into play when you invite new new teammates in a, in a big way um, and make a show of it, right? Ask questions, provide training. Um, if, I think the other element of that is in the first 30 days, especially while we're all working remote, I advise managers to set up structured meetings for their new hires, particularly in the first two weeks. Make sure they come onto the team with their, you know, I wouldn't say don't, don't load their calendar for the first two weeks. You know, they need time to study the materials you're going to give them and and get up to speed, but make sure they have touch points, right. And use your relationship capital within the company to structure those meetings ahead of time. And I think that sends the, the, the message to the new hire that 
those first 30 days are about connecting and learning. And that's a real critical point that Watkins makes is to really spend time getting to understand the organization, how you fit in it. Where's the balance between giving a new hire a certain amount of, of power in scheduling those meetings for themselves and discovering whose role is whose versus, as you said, loading up their calendar. And when you say structure the two weeks of meetings, are you referring to specifically what kind of meetings would you be encouraging that you set up or that they set up for themselves? The method I've been using uh, for, for what it's worth, I've been setting up meetings in the first two weeks for, for people who are coming on board. And I've prioritized people who are division leaders or team leaders whose calendars it can be really difficult to get onto. So if I've got somebody coming in in a managerial role and they need to connect with three or four directors across different departments, I'm going to book that meeting two weeks out before this person's on team so that in the first week they're meeting those key decision makers and they're able to introduce themselves, tell them what their role is, ask about you know who as a director, what are your priorities for your team? How am I going to work with your team? So I, I take it on me as a, myself as the hiring manager to make those high impact meetings happen and get them on calendars early on so that people get to know my new hire and we can meld together as a team. I work in a matrixed organization. So building those early connections across teams is essential. And then those managers, those other directors can go to their teams and say, you know, new hire X is on board, they're going to work with you in Y and Z ways, right? And the message gets out faster about how we're going to invite this person in and work with them. I think the the other meetings that I try to structure in the first two weeks um, are trainings, right? This is that that learning time. And by as a manager, by getting those on calendars in advance, I give the trainers plenty of time to prepare their materials, I'm able to help um, identify the learning objectives are, working with some of those trainers, um, if, if that's not already in place. And the new person hits the ground already in a learning environment um, where they can ask a ton of questions off the bat. If I were onboarding somebody who was very new to the industry or who, for whom this was one of their first job or first few jobs, I might actually structure out a whole month right? And, and make that a little bit longer because they would be learning a whole lot about office and work culture in general. I'm hiring experienced professionals. Um, so I take on those first two weeks as, as a way to get them the meetings and the resources that they need to be successful off the bat. And then really transitioning more into that you know, coach and guide mode after that as they figure out that next set of meetings and, and key folks they want to meet with. I do take the time to provide them suggestions um, but I, I, you know, you, you want to help them get up to speed and then pass them the ball to go run with it. Yeah. I wanted to touch on something lest someone watching who themselves is moving into a career change and thinking, how do I structure my first 90 days for, for, for success? We're going to get to those very tactical uh, questions, but I want to flip the script for you in thinking just a minute. What Hannah just expressed is, from a managerial perspective, how you can ease the roadmap, which for every manager that's out there, you've always, uh, and everyone has to think about, how do I make my job easier, their job easier, and everyone else accept them as a part of the team? And what Hannah just described is possibly the best method, certainly that she and I know of. Uh, There may be better, better ones, but it's a really, really effective tool. There's a strong likelihood you may be moving into a company that doesn't have an organized manager and doesn't have a process like this. You should, and now can with our with our help, feel empowered 
to from the very beginning, from two weeks out from onboarding, after you get your acceptance letter, manage up. And this is a really important skill that you will learn as you grow in your career. And what do I mean by manage up? It means to identify the gaps in the organization and help from your body of knowledge fill those gaps. And that helps to not only show your willingness to be proactive, but it helps to gain a certain amount of buy-in at the executive level that you are willing to do work that's not on your job description. So if you flip this idea, it's not outside of the realm of possibility that you get your acceptance letter and within a day or two, you respond to your hiring manager with, hey, just in an effort to make my transition easier, I might I suggest the following activities. I don't know if you guys have a, a plan specifically, or maybe you inquire, like, would you explain to me what the onboarding process looks like? And if you get nothing back, then you can say, may I make some suggestions that, I, that would certainly help me onboard in a way that I feel would be efficient and effective so I can get started uh, to achieving our goals. What do you think about that, Hannah? Yeah, I think definitely reaching out to ask and, and letting them know I am fired up, ready to go, can't wait to join the team. A few things that, that I think have seen be really effective for people coming on to teams. If somebody doesn't ask, you know, letting your manager know, Hey, I'm, I'm happy to start, you know, connecting with people on LinkedIn before my first day. Here's a really short bio, a photo, a link to my LinkedIn and my email address. Please feel free to share this with, with the team and colleagues. So you introduce yourself before you arrive. So I think that's a really helpful tactic that you can just offer up to your manager Here's my info if you wanted to pass on to the team if they don't ask. I think asking, you know, is there an onboarding process? Just curious what my first couple of weeks will look like. I want to make sure I'm prepared is a helpful way of framing it for your manager. And I mentioned this in the framework. It's not allowed in every company, right? Some companies need you to be fully on board to release documents, especially sensitive documents. But if there are manuals, presentations, you know, product brochures, anything really that they can share in advance so that you start that self-study and you're learning the company's language, right? Each company really has its own language in a way. And the, the more that you can learn that in advance, the better. And, and, and I'm, I'll admit, I'm assuming that if you've been hired, you've already read all the websites, you've read the news articles, right? But if you haven't, Go do that too. <laughs> yeah, so and that's a really good point. So, as a hiring manager, two uh, two other places that you can make a huge impact is make suggestions for places that maybe they haven't discovered information or news. Don't assume they've read all the websites. Have a list, like a templated list of these are the websites I expect that you'll be knowledgeable about. These are the topics, and that. Uh, so we, I call that pre-learning and we address that in our courses as well. Like one of the ways that we structure our courses is we have all of the modules already ready. When you join the course, you actually get all the modules and the calls that we have are not teaching moments. They are, well, they are, but they're not going through a lesson plan. They are responding to questions, right? So we use the call as a way to flesh out uncertainty or lack of clarity around this or that specific piece. So that pre-learning is critical. I've been wondering, what's your least favorite solar asset management activity? You know, those daily, weekly, sometimes monthly deliverables that you just have to check off the list but can be such a drag. Well, let me tell you how to press the easy button and get going on the work that really matters by automating your invoicing and ticketing and reporting with PowerHub. Focus on the work that you want to do. Take the boring stuff off your plate 
with PowerHub. You can go to powerhub.com forward slash suncast to learn more. Hey, have you been looking for a clever way to get on Suncast? Well, here's your chance. We've got a new segment called Suncast Weekly Roundup presented by LG Solar, and it's a part of the all-new microconference experience at North America Smart Energy Week 2020. You can learn more at mysuncast.com forward slash SPI 2020. You can register with our discount code to get 15% off. You can share your takeaways for a chance to win fun prizes and follow along. And as I said, you never know, you might even end up on one of the segments, but you got to participate to win. Hope you'll join us. MySuncast.com forward slash SPI 2020. See you there. Have you been searching for that perfect rule that gets you into clean energy or maybe transitions your career to the next level? Might I invite you to check out LightSource BP? That's right. The global company focused on solar energy and low carbon economies backed by one of the largest energy companies in the world from strategy around the world to action locally you can be inspired and be the change by joining lightsource bp by choosing a career at lightsource bp you will join a team that truly cares about creating a more sustainable future for our world through safe and meaningful low carbon energy projects learn more and find out what career awaits you at lightsourcebp.com forward slash careers. Well, Hannah, let me share with those who are watching the template here. And if you're not watching, you're listening to this on the podcast, then check out our video clips on how we're going through this template that Hannah has shared. So what we see here is the general template. So we'll start from the basics Help me understand the way that you frame this out and, and walk me through this template. So as I mentioned, I don't believe in single-use items. <laughs> and you know, especially for strategy work or learning work, ideally, your learning and your communication with your manager never ceases. And so when I developed this, I really wanted to develop it in a way that you could keep using beyond those 90 days. So this general template is actually a template that I use for check-ins with my manager that you know I've, I've worked with many colleagues and friends who have adapted it to use in their check-ins as well. I definitely advise you to keep what you like and leave what you don't. You don't want the filling out of the template to be a work deliverable. It should be a communication tool. So I, I definitely advise people, you know, don't spend more than 10 to 15 minutes on it a week. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a really, really good point. Not a deliverable, it's a tool. It's a guidepost. Yeah, and so I've worked in organizations where we have annual goals. I've worked in organizations where 100-day sprints are more appropriate. Whatever your goal horizon is, certainly in organizations where you have annual goals, I've definitely seen it, how easy it is to do those at the beginning of the year, put them in a shelf, and then look at them 12 months later, like you've unearthed an archaeological find. And what I like about this template is it keeps them front and center, right? And if, if your needs change as an organization, if the goals shift, you and your employee or, or you and your manager can look at those and go, hey, I don't think this is the right goal. Like, let's make sure we're measuring my progress based on where I am and what the company needs. And so on the general level, are there a couple of key pieces of the, of the general piece of the template that you would highlight? Yeah, I think the goals piece is key. Keeps them top of mind. 
keeps those expectations shared. It's a piece that I don't update weekly. A lot of my goals don't shift weekly, but I will go back and look at those monthly for my current role. Uh, I've had roles with longer time horizons in, in work before. I'm in a startup now, so we move fast. But for instance, when I was in consulting roles, I might've made those quarterly updates to my manager. So the goals piece, I think, is pretty cornerstone. And are those goals something that you are sitting down with the manager and creating mutually? Is it something that you create on your own and then share with the manager for feedback? How is that best done? Yeah, I think it depends a little bit on where you are in an organization and what those expectations are. You know, what I often see works best is um, there are often going to be top-down goals, right? What are our goals as a team or as a company? You know, so some of that you need to be absorbing, right? Of of how are you going to help the company achieve its mission and its, you know, or your team's um, KPIs? And then there's the the bottoms up, right? Of what opportunities have I identified that I know I can go out and achieve for the team? And I, I think it's important to have at least one, if not two, professional development goals in there as well. So I, I definitely think a little bit of top down, a little bit of bottom up is is appropriate. And my preference is always that. As a manager, I would provide input on what we need to accomplish. And then I want to see a draft of the goals, you know, especially from an experienced professional on a team. I want to see them own those goals and develop them themselves and for us to have a conversation around them. Now, is this something that those goals are developed in the first week, two weeks? Uh, Is it developed before or after the team meetings that you've set up for them? What about timing on this? You know, I've been speaking a little bit more about the longer term term goals and using this template, you know, in an ongoing way. But in those first 30, 60, 90 days, I take it upon, you know, myself to to develop the key goals for, mm-hmm. for 30, 60, 90 at a pretty high level. I'm normally a little more clear about the 30 days, right? Like this is your learning period. You need to right. connect with the team. You know, you're expected to have proficiency and training on XYZ at the end of first month. 60 days, get your hands in a couple projects. And, and a lot of that is holding me accountable, right? What have I set them up for? What projects am I going to send them? What do we need to get on their calendar? What meetings do they need to be in, right? Um, so I, I, I own a little bit more of sketching out those 30 and 60. At the 90-day, again, especially if you're hiring experienced professionals, I want to see them come to me with a framework and a strategy about how they plan to succeed. So I map out a couple of those core 30, 60, 90 goals. But when somebody comes on board, normally at the end of their first week or at the beginning of their second week, we sit down and we look at that framework together. And I always invite feedback, right? If they don't think those are the right 30, 60, 90, let's change them. So I, I want to put some initial structure there. And then ideally, it's a collaborative process. And you need to be open to feedback as a manager too. Yeah, I, I actually like that you have the learning and feedback section, which is rarely updated, as you say, and it shows self-reflection from the team member and feedback from the manager on one success and one area of improvement. And I find that that's something that is far too seldom utilized early in the transition of someone into a new role. Uh, and I, I use those words very specifically because this as well can be utilized as you ascend the ladder in your career, um, even if it's within an organization, when you take on a new role, you still can use this 30, 60, 90 reset of getting uh, new expectations set. Is there a specific time frame which in, within which you try to give feedback? Is it kind of every 30 days uh, up to the 90-day point? Is it every two weeks? Currently, I do weekly check-ins with all my director reports. I've had larger teams where you're looking at every 
two weeks, um, just just functionally for for people. But I do weekly check-ins with all my direct reports now, and so those weekly check-ins are often very tactical, especially in the early days, right? Answering questions, connecting them with resources, but you can definitely carve out time in those for a coaching conversation too. Uh, I think one of the traps that it's so easy to fall into, especially especially as we're more remote, is to make every check-in a laundry list of to-do items and deliverables. And I'm, I'm trying to be more mindful about this myself, but making sure that once a month, once a quarter, that you carve out really at least an hour um, with your with your direct reports and have a coaching conversation, uh, which means you talk a lot less as a manager and you listen a lot more and hear you know how are things going, what's your feedback, and so I, I think structuring some of those conversations early is is really important too. And I try to use check ins in in those first ninety days to you know like I said be a resource and answer questions. Hannah, I want to ask a question before we d- jump into the template that you've tailored for the 306090 quickly. Point number 7 is if and as needed next steps and repeat back. What what's the what's this element of the feedback loop that you're building in? Personally, when I use this template for my check-ins, I use the section to take notes. All right, if I'm having a discussion with with my manager um, and especially if I'm in my first 306090 I'm having a conversation with them to ask questions around, you know, I've understood this about company strategy and about our goals. Does that align with what you're thinking, right? And then I want to be capturing that feedback and those insights I'm getting from my new manager. I might be asking, you know, in the next quarter, what are what's our biggest sales priority, right? What is the account that we need to close right now? Um, Who's leading that? How do I help them? What's our biggest gap in partnership? So, you know, I might be asking really meaty questions early on and, and ideally I've done my homework. So I'm using that, that senior person's time to ask the right questions, but I want to capture their feedback. And then, you know, I, I might also use this area to follow up the next week and say, based on our discussion and the feedback you gave me, here's what I'm going to go accomplish in my 90-day plan, or here's how this is fitting into the strategy that's going to take me beyond 90 days to the rest of the quarter, the rest of the year. Yeah. And I also like the element that you put here, the repeat back, which is often missed in a one-to-one, which is a great opportunity to make sure that you did in fact hear what you thought you heard and say it back to them in the words that you thought you heard. It's never a bad thing to just double check. And that repeat back gives you the chance to show them you were listening both as a manager or as a uh, as a uh, as a new hire, and to ensure that you really are understanding their communication style. Absolutely, I think that's key. You know, like I said, I, I've um, seen a lot of adaptations of this framework. Um, I've have teammates and colleagues who really like the structure of being able to write in it, and others who write a few key things of my priorities for the week, but they keep that template. They always have the goals and then they use it for key priorities this week, but they keep the rest of the template because it's an invitation to talk about those subjects, right? And a reminder that we can provide feedback. I can ask you for feedback. I can repeat back to you, right? And so some of them, you might not fill them out every week, but they're a reminder about the structure of conversation that that you can and might want to be having. When I look at the template here, uh, that's the example 306090 goals. 
there are basically three columns. On the left column is goals, and they're SMART goals. The middle column is current results, and the right column is projected results. And there's a note in the right column on projected is discussed at 30-day check-in along with conversation about 60-day goals ahead. How do you utilize the first column specifically and tactically? Where do goals get placed? Are they bullet points in the first column? And tell me more about that process. Yep, I would um, I usually go in and, and you don't want to overload right? So I would say fewer, better goals. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't need to get into the weeds about read XYZ documents, right? You want to think about what have we accomplished within this period that's getting me on an escalator, right? To, to really being a, a off and running at that 90-day mark. And so those first 30-day goals are usually connect with the team, right? With the prioritization on, on, closest colleagues and, you know, key directors that, that you'll be working with or whose teams you'll be working with. So that's a big goal. That takes a lot of time, right? So building those connections and then you as a manager helping make those connections happen is a lot of the first 30 days. Complete relevant training. If there's onboarding, you know, additional compliance requirements or corporate training that they need to do that might be in addition to the job functional training, knocking those things out. Part of what you're doing is just letting them know these are things you need to do, right? And then And here's where to go find them so that they don't need to make their own treasure map in what might be, a, especially in this remote environment, um, a little more opaque, right? They can't just walk around the office and chat with people. So I would bullet those key things out for those first 30 days, 60 days, more processing, more learning. They should start to be thinking about where do I fit in the organization? Where are those gaps? What do I need to learn to figure out where those gaps are and build my plan at 90 days? Um, so a lot more self-study, a lot more question asking, especially for somebody who's been in the space or their role for a while at 60 days, starting to contribute to some meetings or, or you know, joining project meetings or client meetings. So building those into 60 days um, is 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 helpful and I would bullet those out in that left column. And then at 90 days, it's again, it's it's you've been in learning mode. I I think it's hard to really have a complete plan at 90 days, but to have a structure and an awareness of where where gaps are and where you want to get started to jump in, I think that's really essential at 90 days. And you know, to show directionally your strategy and to provide a path for if you need more resources to complete a plan, how you're going to tackle that and when the plan will be ready. Yeah. And I want to highlight for those who uh, maybe haven't read First 90 Days, I also really, really encourage you to do that because the book goes deep into the difference between learning and execution. And since you're not looking at the template and we haven't specifically mentioned it, it's really critical to not overwhelm yourself or your new hire with too many goals or tasks and to really get specific about, you know, a handful uh, over the 90 days that are true goals, right? In your template, it says one to two 60-day goals. Uh, and I think that for type A overachievers, this feels like a bridle, uh, but it actually is an, a tremendous amount of freedom and an accelerant because if you're an overachiever, you tend to jump in and try to wrap your hands around and, and head around everything. And this gives you the flexibility and freedom to say, okay, I'm going to lean in and help in a way that helps me learn. So in the last 60 seconds, uh, Hannah, help 
frame the learning versus execution and uh, parting thoughts on how to use this tool? The learning versus execution piece is so key and it, it's so tempting to jump in and come up with a plan right away. I think for, for anybody who's in the product space or marketing space, we understand the value of listening to customers and a voice of customer and developing empathy with your buyers and your customers. You need to do the same thing within your own organization, right? And so listening and absorbing and learning from your peers and your colleagues and being really mindful, right, about what they've accomplished to date and what, how you can start to think about how you're going to contribute to building upon that to where the organization needs to go tomorrow. That's really what you're trying to do in those first 90 days. And if you sit down and you come in and you try to throw a plan under an organization, you probably haven't listening yet, right? So I think thinking about it that way, absorb, listen, and then you'll be ready to implement for the long term, right? And you, you're, if you're going to be a successful operator and if you're going to make your plan into action, you're going to need really strong relationships and you're going to need to have invested in understanding the company and the technology and the product as well as your customers and your partners. So if you don't start with understanding first, you're not going to be a super effective operator and you probably don't have the foundation in place to make it on the long haul. So that, that time up front, and that doesn't stop at 90 days, right? You've got to feed those relationships and sharpen that understanding over time but you're building that scaffolding in those first 90 days. Wise words from uh, a wise and seasoned leader. Hannah Green is the head of commercial development at Pice. Thank you for joining us again on Suncast and going through this wonderful tool. Thanks so much, Nico. I hope it's helpful to people. And I'm always eager to hear how other managers are doing things and to learn about their tricks and tools. We learn from each other. And, and it's part of what I love about this industry so much is what a community it is. Well, Hannah, on that note, I encourage you to jump into our community on Slack, and we've, uh, we're rolling out another community that's on an app called Circles, and I would encourage you to jump in. So uh, if you are listening to this and you want uh, feedback from myself or Hannah, join our community. The Slack group is open, and there are other ways that you can engage as well in the guild where we're sharing this as premium content, uh, and hopefully it's helping you all in your career transition and your career growth. Hannah, once again, thank you. It's all so great to have you back on the show, and I know that we'll be seeing you in the community. Thanks, Nico. All right, that's a wrap on today's conversation, Solar Warriors, but I do hope that you'll check out the other Two for Tuesday episodes and let me know what you think of these shorter format discussions. You want more like this? You can find more than 200 episodes, resources, highlights from the discussions, along with social media links to each guest episode, book recommendations, and so much more over on the blog at mysuncast.com. And that's also where you'll find other ways to engage with the Suncast tribe, like subscribing to our weekly emails or even joining the exclusive inner circle we affectionately refer to as the Guild. If you're on Spotify or iTunes, I so appreciate your rating and review so that others can also find Suncast more easily. A special thank you to our sponsors who help make this podcast possible. You can learn more about them at mysuncast.com forward slash sponsor. Follow the links there for any offers we've discussed here today. Remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle. <laughs>